at the end of your life, you will not care about the sad moments of your life. You will care about the happiest moments of this. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. To help Ukrainians, we need to break the stereotypes because Ukraine is not just a former Soviet country nor Chernobyl. The new generation of Ukrainians today have unlimited potential. This podcast is to break the stereotypes about Ukrainians and show the greatness of Ukraine to the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I couldn't return to Kiev because of the pandemic, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 150 people participated in this project for Ukraine from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics to the United Nations to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament to top 1% students in Ukraine, but not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you want to be a guest on this podcast, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel at Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is Listening, this podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland, top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan, top 50 in Austria, Germany, and Canada, top 25 on Apple Russia, top 15 in Belarus, Poland, and Australia, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and many other places, because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Nikolai Lyubimov. Nikolai is a Flex alumnus 2019, Springfield, Missouri an ESL teacher, a KNU law student, a candidate master of sports and wrestling, and a guitar player. Nikolai, how are you today? I am really good. I'm extremely honored to be here. Thank you. 
You're welcome. I'm happy to have you here. And to give a bit of context and background, what is the story that made you the Nikolai of today in your own perspective, like the meaningful moments that shaped who you are? Well, there were a lot of things that have made a huge impact on me. Uh, I mean, starting with the war uh, in the east of Ukraine, because I'm kind of a refugee now. I don't live um, there anymore. And of course, America, because I got a lot of experience in this beautiful country. And I think these two things are the main ones. Of course, there are much many of them, much more of them, but, you know, and these are the most significant for me. Thank you for sharing all that. And to turn it into a more positive kind of interview, what are some things that you really enjoy doing and that give you that sense of flow where time almost stops and you can do it all day. It feels like one minute while it's one hour, and it gives you the feeling of being really alive. Well, actually, there are a couple of things. You know? And the first thing I would like to mention, I think, is teaching. Because as you uh, mentioned before, I'm an English teacher, and I spend at least four hours a day teaching students and uh, when i actually do it the time flies by so fast because i really enjoy it i i basically love communicating with my students because all of them are so cool guys and girls and i think it's the first one and the second one uh, i really love writing poems so I love poetry. I started doing poetry before going to the United States. I I think I uh, improved my poetry skills when I was in the US because I took um, something like a writing class, a literature class, whatever the name it is. And I still write poems and I play the guitar and I put words on music I make myself. And it feels like immensely good. Thank you very much. I would like to discuss both the poetry and the teaching because they're very interesting. And when it comes to poetry, since that's something that's really interesting to me, when do you know that it's time for you to write a great poem? How do you know you're getting inspired? Like what happens? How do you actually get inspired? Can you write on demand and at will? Or are there special moments that trigger in you the emotion? And what is poetry for you? I know that's many questions. Is it a way to release emotions? Is it a way to express your identity? Or what is the meaning of poetry to you? All right. All right. So I have a nice memory, so it's all good. I remember all the questions. So uh, I don't. I do not know when is the right moment. I just feel it. Uh, to my mind, all of the, um, the whole poetry thing is all about uh, feelings. And it doesn't work like you just want to write a poem and you sit down and you work on it. 
at least if you're not a professional writer. But during the sad moments of my life, during the happy moments of my life, I used to pull up notes on my phone and I used to at least to put some ideas in there, if not to write the whole poem. But it's all about feelings. So I think, yeah. And uh, speaking of your next question, what is poetry for me? Uh, for me, uh, poetry, I think it's a pretty boring answer, but po- for me, poetry is a perfect way to express my soul. When uh, I, I can scream out loud through, through, the, through the words I put on a paper. And afterwards, when my poem is done, I can just read on it uh, in a couple of days. And I can kind of experience the same feelings I used to at the moment of writing of this poem. So that's how it works for me. I really love that. And I will ask a deeper even question. What is to you a soul? What does it mean? What are human souls? And now we're getting metaphysical and spiritual. But since you use that word specifically, it means you are more of a spiritual, emotional kind of person. So how do you define soul? Do you think everyone's soul is the same, but we're just the same, all one, but different ways uh, that the universe has been incarnated? Or are there 8 billion souls and each is unique? Or what is to you the soul and how does that whole thing work? I love deep questions. So if you have more deep questions for me, (laughs) you can go on and ask me. (laughs) Uh, All right. So... So, it's a deep and really complicated question because I think up to the age of um, 16 or 17 years old, when I was 17 years old, I didn't really care about spiritual self-development. I didn't care about my soul. Um, I only thought about my professional careers. I worried about my marks. And, um, yeah, basically I I didn't work on it, but afterwards I understood that all of my results that I want to achieve, like getting good marks, making some, uh, useful communications with people and so on and so on. It all comes from your spirit. It's all about working on your spirit. I actually, um, Actually, thanks to my girlfriend, <laughs> because um, she she reads a lot of things about like the spiritual development thing, and I always say thank you to her for this. And I also started reading this. I uh, read a lot about self development um, uh, in case of spiritual thing. I always I always have have some time when that I can spend just by myself thinking uh, of my deeds thinking of my thoughts um, and through this way I develop myself spiritually because if a person is uh, not developed spiritually if he has 
um, let, let put it this way, if he has some trouble, troubles that uh, bother him in a spiritual way, he will never get succeed in uh, on his or her career path. So for me, that's how it works. I think that all the soul thing, all the spirit thing is um, is the basis, is it's the main ground for everything else in our lives to be built. Thank you. It's actually really wonderful. And you mentioned whether your girlfriend is reading about spiritual development or you using that as a word and that if we have troubles with our spirit and we're not developing it, we'll be limited in our career success and material or life development and success. So how to develop the spirit in the right way, in your own opinion? Well, um, first of all, you should start doing it because a lot of things, a lot of people just don't really care about this, as I mentioned before. So it's a first step. The next step is actually uh, let it be meditation. I do a lot of a lot of meditation. I meditate, and meditation uh, you put your soul in a state when it is kind of free. Uh, you put your soul in a state uh, when you are free of thoughts you can actually choose the things you want to think about and you can analyze your behavior you can analyze your thoughts and uh, make uh, and uh, think of uh, the results that uh, have occurred because of your deeds in life and uh, also i would recommend reading some literature on this topic uh, reading different philosophers different psychologists uh, and this kind of really smart dudes you know <laughs> and i think i mean it works this way like for me and also it works this way for other people uh different people choose different paths of fighting their souls you know so it's a really complicated uh, question and there are a lot of conditions to be fair that is wonderful and well to relate it a little bit to teaching how do you think your spiritual development impacted, improved, or changed the way you approach teaching that can make you more effective? Maybe other people who are engaged in any other form of teaching and who think, oh, I don't have time to meditate or spiritually develop, they can learn from your own experience or get or understand that you've been impacted in practical ways through spiritual development. Uh... Well, speaking of teaching and spiritual development thing, I think that teaching helps me so, so, so much in spiritual development. And here's why. Because um, every time when I communicate with my students, it's not just simply teaching them English. I want them to understand the language. I want them to understand the philosophy of this language. I want not to know it, but to feel it. 
it is extremely important. A lot of ESL teachers they want to they want they want their students to know English. I want them to feel English, and only afterwards you will know it. And uh, actually, I have a lot of speaking during my classes, and I try to choose the topics um, which uh, include philosophical questions, spiritual questions. And it is always interesting for me to hear the thought uh, of my student on a uh, different on different topics and in this way i also develop myself spiritually because i take different points of view i analyze them and i think if i ever could behave this way i think about why does my student behave this way and it is so interesting like so interesting it's not just about learning english and teaching english you know thank you very much i agree with you and i feel languages as a polyglot and it seems to me that you focus on emotions and emotions are an important part of your life whether in poetry or in teaching english etc and since we're combating stereotype there is a stereotype that many ukrainians aren't in touch with their emotions a lot do you feel this is true is it different for the newer generation or maybe you are actually working to change this and to add more feeling and emotions to your students lives or how is it working maybe the new generation grew up watching hollywood Uh, looking at YouTube self-development videos and their feelers and full of expression of emotions, or maybe because of parents and older generations, they are need to develop that more, although they're better. Or what is your experience with the emotional landscape of the people you interact with and society in Ukraine? Well, indeed, there are a lot of stereotypes like... Ukrainians is is a bit of depressed nation, you know. Uh, even when I was in the US, the stereotypes about Ukrainians were like, we are so, you know, like rough, tough, strict, and so on. And uh, we don't experience any other emotions but uh, being angry or something like this, you know. But um, I always try to break these stereotypes. Personally, I am an incredibly emotional person. I can scream, I can cry, I can be happy, I can be sad. So the range of my emotions is uh, extremely wide. But it's me. Uh, it's not like everybody in Ukraine. We know all people are special. Everybody is different. But, you know, all of my friends... I have a lot of friends. It's a pretty decent amount of people. Uh, they are pretty emotional people uh, because uh, every person, when it comes to the interacting and the communication with other people, we always try to find a person uh, who matches us in some ways and that's why all of my friends are really emotional and they and i just love spending time with them because i can feel a person when a person doesn't feel, feel uh, emotions you just don't feel this person uh 
uh, and um, yes, there are a lot of people in Ukraine who basically don't experience any other emotions but sadness and this kind of sad things. But I, I believe that it all comes from your head. All of your problems, all of your bad emotions are in your head. And you should be strong enough uh, to deal with these problems in you in your head and if you succeed in this you'll be happy person in your life and it's also a part of spiritual development actually thank you that's actually really useful and really wonderful and i think also another part of it is as a wrestler etc you have to be in touch with your body with your kinesthetic or proprioceptive systems and therefore, you have to feel your emotions. Otherwise, if you're in your head or distracted by thoughts, you cannot wrestle effectively. <laughs> you will get yeah, injured yeah. and it will be really not a good thing. Well, speaking about flex, and you mentioned that as a turning point in your life, can you please share about that experience, what you learned from there, some stories that might be good to cherish or funny or just representative of how interesting that experience can be for other Ukrainians who could be future Flex alumna or candidates or finalists. Just more about that and how do you compare that experience to life in Ukraine and Ukrainians, not in detail, of course, is very different, but some highlights. Well, there were like so many highlights, so it's hard just to pick just one, you know, but all right. Uh, I want to start with the fact that America is the whole different country. And if you ask any flex alumni, any flex alumnus, and so on. Uh, what is the most significant? What is the most substantial thing that has uh, changed in their heads? I think they would answer you that uh, going to America uh, with flex problem opens your mind. I definitely have become an open-minded person i don't want to say that i was closed my like completely closed-minded person when i was in ukraine but you know uh i didn't think that ukrainians is a depressed nation but the bulk of ukrainians is unfortunately closed-minded and i try to do a lot of things to open their minds. I work on different projects like flex projects. They used to throw parties uh, in the local communities telling about uh, my American experience and, um, and telling about American culture. And it also helped me to open the minds of the people who interacted with me. And uh, speaking of the highlights, and funny moments i think all the funny moments came out of my accent because uh, americans found my accents really funny and i used to mess up a lot of 
words and you know i think the funniest moment was when i messed up uh, veggies like vegetables and wedges <laughs> do you know what's wedges Yes, I know, and I relate really a lot to it because I spoke French as a second language and third English. So when I was learning English, uh, in French, beard is barbe. So I said beard. I used to say beard. <laughs> then people are like, what the hell is beard? I'm like on the face, it's a beard. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so I relate to that, and I know what wedgies are. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. And there was this situation in a restaurant. So we were down in Texas, uh, in Texas, and we were in this restaurant, and I was having the the most delicious ribs, like barbecue ribs, in my life. You know, I used to worship those ribs because it was so good. And um, the the waiter asked me, "What do I want for the side?" And I told that I want wedges. And he was like, excuse me? I'm like, I want wedges. And nobody from my host family uh, would correct me because uh, they wanted this moment to, to be funny. So I was asking the waiter for uh, giving me wedges for like entire five minutes. <laughs> and it was really funny. But finally, he understood that. Uh, I just wanted veggies, like vegetables, not wedges. And he asked me where I'm from, and I told him that I'm from Ukraine. And the next question was, oh, is it like a state in Russia? Do you still have Stalin or something like this? And we had a um, conversation with him, and I was telling him that mm -mm, that's not how it actually is. And I used to tell the things to a incredibly huge amount of people in the US. I also uh, used to make presentations on this topic and I will send you some funny photos from these presentations and uh, you will check it out. It was pretty funny. The topic of my presentation was uh, like Ukraine, speaking of Ukraine in general and why Ukraine is not Russia, you know. Yes, and that's a very important goal of this podcast to let people know that Ukraine has its own unique culture. It's not Russia. And actually, Russia originated in Ukraine. It's not the opposite. So yeah. that is actually really wonderful and a, a big and very important topic. Then again, to ask you about law and why did you choose that field, which seems to be both intellectual more cognitive rather than feeling or emotional as well as it's something that it seems to be you'll be working in ukraine within the ukrainian system which may or may not make sense in a way that it's a mix of the old soviet with a little bit of the new and therefore it's like a, a pattern of uh, different opposite philosophies working at the same time or what is your goal with that so that i learn more about you and about your decision making and thoughts well frankly speaking unfortunately the uh, hugest problem of ukrainian educational system is that ukrainian students get the um university degree just to get the university degree 
and I think there's a huge problem because for example for instance in the US if you mainly let's put it this way mainly if you got law degree you'll be a lawyer if you got an engineering degree you'll be an engineer but it doesn't work this way in Ukraine there was a really funny situation so I was at my friend's place and um, he called plumber to come see uh, his pipes or something like this and um, this plumber started conversation and they and he asked us uh, whether we were students or adults uh, like working adults and we answered that yeah we are students law school um Shevchenko National University of Ukraine he was like yeah uh, so am I <laughs> and he was a plumber he was not a lawyer and um I think this situation like perfectly uh expresses the whole situation so partly partly I went to law school because it's uh at least it's interesting it's so interesting i learned a lot of things about our uh, law system about politics because everybody is in politics you cannot stay out uh, of the politics when somebody says that uh, i'm not big in politics i'm not about politics you cannot be not about politics because politics is your life if a president um, makes a decision that you have to leave this country you will leave this country uh because uh, the president has got the coercive power you know and uh, uh firstly this way secondly um well law school is a thing that uh gives you a lot of opportunities to find interesting and useful people because in ukraine a lot of um, success of the people depends on the connections between people. It depends whether you know a lot of people or you don't. If you know a lot of people and those people are useful, you will definitely definitely succeed. If you don't, uh, uh, it might not work for you like to build a... Um, successful life in ukraine so unfortunately this works this way that's a pretty complicated situation and our educational system has to be reformed thank you so in many ways knu law is a great networking event that lasts for years yeah, <laughs> that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's right thank you very much and more about that since you're about politics and without being specific don't mm -hmm. say like oh this person i hated or whatever because this is not a political <laughs> podcast yeah, but yeah. about the pandemic about the vaccines about that whole situation what do you think is happening or happened because when i was there and then i left ukraine it was one of the earliest countries in the world to create a long lockdown and do you remember that time when there was a bus of Ukrainians returning from China and there was a rumor and a hoax about them, etc.? That was one of the earliest like periods and it was total lockdown. And now Ukraine is having multiple lockdowns, but the situation isn't really the best. What are your thoughts about the pandemic, about the political and the social situation 
because of it, how life changed and what will be next in your own opinion? Well, it is hard. Well, all right. When it comes to whole pandemic situation, um, I'm not pleased with it, first of all. And uh, it is at least pity when I go to Facebook and I see my former American music teacher getting like the this third vaccine in a row. So he holds like this piece of paper that uh, shows that this person has got uh, three COVID vaccines like he's done. Um, he is like, he's safe, let's put it this way. And in Ukraine, there are huge amount of people who hasn't got their vaccines uh, so far. And there are a lot of people who don't want to get these vaccines because they don't trust our government. They don't trust these vaccines. And I think that's problem. And uh, I think that our government, our president, uh, should have done a little bit more work on getting uh, decent vaccines for all the Ukrainians in this difficult, complicated situation. And all of these lockdowns, they I'm not sure if they really help because after like every lockdown, you still see these statistics. And the thing is, the point of the government, the point, the whole point of these lockdowns is to keep people at home. Ukrainians don't want to stay at home because uh, we have a constitutional right to go anywhere whenever we want to, and we just do it. Well, I try to wear my mask. I, I actually do wear my mask all the time. I try to stay at home if I can, but you know, uh, I think our government should work on the format on these lockdowns. For example, I had to move back to um, uh, Lugansk region. I'm not in Kiev right now, but I was in Kiev because they are closing uh, subway. And they don't think about the people who live like on the... Um, eastern bank of the cave and work on the western uh, bank of the cave like left bank right bank you know they don't think about them and they have to get their work somehow and they will pay like huge money uh to taxi drivers oh gosh there are so many points i'm disappointed about so you know and speaking of the uh um escalating of the situation i think covid will will um stay with us for a couple of more years and the only thing that people can do is staying at home and people don't and that's how it works now that's how it works now thank you i mean actually that's a lot of great information and i thank you for that and before we end two things since you have a great memory and i'm happy about that 
Please share some advice that will be really good for the listeners and to you as well to remember as a point of ending. And then as well as some uh, information about your work, about some projects you're working on and how people can contact you or communicate with you. And that will be wonderful. All right. So I think, well, me and my group, we are working on a project called um, Youth Parliament. So what is Youth Parliament? That's a, um, con- it's a kind of council uh, under the jurisdiction of uh, Kiev uh, City Council. And the main point of this project is to get youth uh, into the politics because youth, uh, Ukrainian youth, especially Ukrainian youth, is so about politics nowadays. And I think that our government is kind of afraid of that. Well, they say that it's great, that uh, there are a lot of um, youth, a lot of young people who are interested in politics, but they don't want fresh thoughts to get into the parliament. And that's what we are working on so far. And uh, we really hope that we will get in, they will accept and confirm our project and we will share our thoughts with the deputies and they will take them into consideration. So that's the project I'm working on so far. If anybody wants to get involved, they can follow our page on Instagram. They can follow my page, actually. I post a lot of interesting things, you know. And just by the way, just in case you want (laughs) some interesting things to come in your lives. So, yeah. Thank you. And advice that will be good for you and to the world. Uh, Like in general? Yes, in general about life, something for people to live life in a better way. Uh, To live life in a better way. Well, uh, I have a kind of philosophy. Um, You should not spend too much time on regretting the things that you have done. If you've done something bad and it makes you uncomfortable, yeah, you can think of this. You can, uh, it is important. You have to analyze the situation and um, just work on yourself. And the thing is, to my mind, at the end of your life, you will not care about the sad moments of your life. You will care about the happiest moments of this. So everybody has to keep this in their minds and they have to uh, live it as a happy one. Thank you very much. I agree with you. And it's a wonderful closure to this great and really multifaceted where we spoke about everything from the US to the politics of Ukraine, to networking at law school, to spirituality and the soul. etc it was really cool and i wish you a great night it's the same to you thank you so much i'm so honored really thank you